One can choose to go back toward safety or forward toward growth. Growth must be chosen again and again. Fear must be overcome again and again. That is a quote from Abraham Maslow. Isn't it true that with transformation, there is discomfort? There is the constant need to decide. My guest today is Melissa Shearer. Melissa is a personal fitness trainer and nutrition coach. She's going to talk about how it is that she decided to make this change in her own life coming from the medical field. After this conversation, I'm going to talk about how she and I are joining forces to work with people who are looking to transform. So enjoy my conversation with Melissa Shearer. Today I am speaking with Melissa Shearer and Melissa is a personal fitness trainer and then you also help people with their nutrition. So can you just tell me what it is that you do and why you love doing it? So what I'm doing now, so I started out as an ICU nurse. So I've always had a background in helping um, and my interest is, ba- is science-based. Um, but once I started having children and a family, I decided my, my shift went from cure and in hospital stuff to prevention um, and wanting to keep my family healthy and myself healthy. And, and I come from a background of, 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 I've been an athlete my entire life and nutrition has always been something I've been interested in and training, but I never really gave it a thought because my background wasn't, was I was an ICU nurse. Um, and what happened was one person would say, you know, I want, I want arms like yours. Would you, can I, can I come and work out with you? And then that one said, Oh, I heard so-and-so was working out with you. Could I, could I, I, I want abs like you. Can I come and, can I come and work out with you? And that's how my business started. And once I started realizing that I could help in this direction and not have the stress of working nights and 12 hour shifts and weekends and holidays, I said, all right, I think I can help this way. And that was when I decided that I think that this is the avenue that I'm, I'm actually more interested in. And it's fun for me. But it's still serving people, helping people be, their best on what in a different capacity, right? And then once you realize how nutrition and fitness affect your health, that it kind of goes hand in hand between my nursing career and my in this fitness and wellness career that I have now. It's really the same thing. You know, it's when you have a nursing degree and you've worked in the ICU for so long, you have an understanding of how the body works and what the body uses for fuel. So to be able to be practical and functional and what i do now with that background is 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 really f- fun for me and i can use i can use both so what i'm doing now is i do i do personal fitness training everything i do is individualized so whether it's fitness training or nutrition it is solely based on one client at a time um, and like if it's fitness then it's what do they have any injuries what are their goals um, do they have any restrictions and then we go from there we so we start at the bottom and develop a nice foundation and then work forward. Injury prevention is always huge with me too. You know, it's interesting that you recognize the necessity of nutrition in the medical field. And I say that because in my experience with my family having had issues medically, that isn't always the case. And that's why I ask, I don't know if it's specific to the hospital you were in. No. Before going further into how you help people now, can you address that? that gap in the medical field. I mean, there's so many different ways. There's a big umbrella and it really depends on where you fit under that umbrella 
that will determine how food's going to affect you. You have certain people that have autoimmune disease. Um, you know, they just have they just have chronic disease. For them, an anti-inflammatory type diet, they become inflamed through processed foods, through foods that are high in sugar and carbohydrate. It inflames the body. And when you are in a state of inflammation, it's hard to heal. That kind of precedes the next chronic issue that you're about to have. So eating in an anti-inflammatory way for some people is beneficial. You have other people that have cardiac disease and, and things like diabetes. They need a completely different type of nutrition. They, they, they basically need, a t- not all of them, but some of them need a keto type of a diet um, where they're avoiding the sugars. And, and it really depends on the medical background and the, the medical history as to what is going to work best for you. And then you have, I have my, my clients that are, are menopausal. Those women are completely different and they need a, they need a completely different type of, of nutrition just, just to help with hormone imbalances. I, I get these clients who they have kind of scoured the internet and they've tried all the fads, all the detoxes, you, every gimmick you can try and it doesn't work and it's because they're not addressing the, the hormone issue. So as far as, as far as nutrition goes in conjunction with good health, it, it really it revolves around decreasing the inflammation in the body and in maintaining hormones. Those are the two most important things. That makes so much sense. And it goes hand in hand with what you were just saying before I interrupted you, the, the need for personalization. So, Oh, absolutely. Yes. How do you determine, it would seem like somebody who's menopausal might be pretty easy, but do you actually do blood draws? How do you find out what your clients need? It's, a lot of communication and I ask, I have standard questions that I ask and it's always in a, in a, in a meeting type of a setting. And, you know, and I want to know past medical history. I want to know what their blood work has looked like. I want to know if they have high blood pressure. I want to know um, if they've been diagnosed with perimenopause or, or if they are menopausal. I want to know about their blood sugar. So I want to know all of these things. And then we discuss what they like. Cause if someone, it doesn't matter if someone, if you say, you know what, you need an anti-inflammatory diet but they hate everything you give them. It can't work that way. It has to, you have to really find, dig deep and find out what these people love to eat. And then once you know what they love to eat and what's going to work with, well with them, then you can kind of marry the two together and come up with something that's going to be successful. Because you can't just give everyone a cookie cutter plan. Like most, like it boggles my mind. It really boggles my mind to, when I see that I have a lot of clients come from like gyms and that have uh, nutrition plans and things like that, and they are all on the exact same blanket plan. Very low in calorie, and it doesn't work because it's nothing that they're used to eating. So they have to completely uproot, go shopping, change everything that they're doing, and try to comply and stay consistent. And it's just not—it's not reasonable. So what I do is—is is just make it reasonable. I'm assuming something you might hear regularly is, "I am doing everything I can do, and I just oh, yeah. can't lose this weight." Right. So understanding what you're saying, then it could be that they are doing everything they can do with the information they have. They just need better information. Most of the time they're under the impression they're doing the right thing. And they're doing a lot of a lot of things right. But the idea of health food and eating healthy is, is really is it's it's subjective. And most people really don't have an understanding. And why would they if they don't have the education in nutrition to really understand? what's healthy. And not only what's healthy, is what's healthy for you. Because what, what might work for one person is not going to work for someone with diabetes or someone with an autoimmune disorder. Um, and then you have all these different, the other umbrella is there's so many restrictions for food now, gluten-free, dairy-free, um, the celiac disease, there's 
vegan. I mean, there's such an umbrella that it's really difficult to, to find something online where you can say, this is going to work for me. So when someone says to me, I'm doing everything right, I say, okay, let's start up. What time are you waking up in the morning? What are you eating for breakfast? Okay, after breakfast, when are you hungry again? Okay, after you're hungry at that point, do you eat anything? No, yes, whatever it may be. Okay, what time is lunch? What are you having for lunch? Do you feel hungry after lunch? Are you having a snack? And it kind of goes on and on like that. So until I get a good idea of what it is that they're actually doing. And then I say, okay, well, if you don't want eggs for breakfast, what, what else might you have? And then surely, but you know, slowly but surely it comes out. Well, sometimes I have Captain Crunch and sometimes I have bagels and sometimes I have hot chocolate with my bagel. And then it, it comes clear. Uh, and then from that, I can extract what's going to work best for them. I think that was my next question. So do you think people are even aware of what they're putting no. out until they start really maybe journaling or anything no. like that? A lot of times when I start working with somebody else, and if, if they're not giving me a good, some people say, I just, ha- I, they're like 50 pounds overweight. I just have salad and eggs. I don't know why. I said, okay, for the next week, write down everything and then send it to me on Friday and let me take a look. Um, and people really don't, they're not aware. They're not, they're really just not aware. You know, they may grab something that they think is healthy, like granola. That's like my favorite one. I just had some granola and yogurt, healthy, but it's not, you know, it's very inflammatory for a lot of people. So things that you would think are health food and they may have some good qualities. So you may be getting the calcium, you may be getting some protein, but all in all, you have to look at the big picture of the, of the profile of, of what's being eaten. So would you say that there are any plans out there that should not be, for instance, there's keto, are any of them bad or is it just that they may be bad for some people and they're okay for other people? Um, There is a place, well, I mean, so if if you're talking like specifically about a ketogenic diet, there certainly is a place for a ketogenic diet with some people. I don't feel that it's right for everybody. It can cause more issues than not if it's not right for you. Um, But there are definitely some medical issues that a keto diet can certainly help. Um, So yeah, and it really depends how you do keto. Most people will go online and find a keto diet and and all they're eating is like cheese and bacon. No, right. And and that's not how you should be doing keto. I know, it's like, all right, I can do this and lose weight. So what kills me is that I'll have clients call me and they're like, I don't understand. I've been on keto for three months and I've only lost two pounds. And I say, okay, well, what are you doing? I'm eating steak, I'm eating bacon, and I'm eating cheese. I'm like, but that's not how you do keto. <laughs> that's not how you do keto. Um, you know, I think it's evolved a lot in the last 10, 12 years. And so people just, they're just not getting the right information because it's a constant bombardment of information. Every type of diet and cleanse and detox and, and people just, they're desperate and they don't know what to try. So they're just kind of grasping at things rather than dealing with the root of the problem. I think it's almost propaganda. I really do. I think that um, without getting into the politics of it or any of that, it just feels like it's almost lobbyists behind these things because just when one is like at its peak, another one comes up and says, oh, that's bad. Do this, which is the exact opposite. So you just throw everything out that you have and you go by, you spend your money, of course, doing something else. And it's just 
This is why it's so important that it's science-based. Most of these programs are not science-based. Now, keto is, uh, but not for everybody. But keto, you, it, that, and that's what I do, and I think that's why my nursing background comes into play, is I am science-based only. I do not pick it, pick thing, cherry-pick things and think, oh, this might work. Everything has to be science-based and revolve around how the body uses fuel without detracting from the muscle mass that you already have. Some people will choose foods that it's not high enough in calorie, it's not high enough in protein, and they're not getting enough fats or omega-3s. And what they're doing is they're wasting their muscles. Their muscles are shrinking. But your metabolism comes from more muscle. So when you're starving yourself to the point where you're not getting the right fats and proteins, what's happening is the reverse. You're actually gaining more body fat. You might be slim, but you're gaining more body fat and you're slowing down your metabolism, meaning you can eat even less calories than you could before. It's it's all science, and if you if you're not if you don't know, then you don't know, and it's hard to try to figure it out on your own. Yeah, it seems like the television and the internet oh. could really be a huge enemy. And now with Instagram, everyone has everyone in a, in like a a sports bra and in shorts it has something to say, and these twenty year olds look beautiful. And everyone wants to look like them, so they're they're totally willing to listen to what they have to say when these kids don't have a clue what they're talking about. Yeah. You know. Now you mentioned mentioned muscle mass, and one of the things that I was so excited about is when Sharon mentioned you to me the fact that you do both. You do nutrition side by side with fitness. Was that on purpose, or did it just sort of fall in because of your education? To be tr- totally truthful with you, the, the fitness part of it fell into reality because there were people that liked the way my arms looked and people that liked the way my abs looked. They wanted to change their appearance. So they kept asking. And then one person would ask and then two people would ask and then their friends would ask. And then I said, all right, I think it's time for me to go back and get certified in personal training. Um, and so I went to a International Sports Sciences Association and got certified um, in fitness training and then exercise recovery and a, a few different types of venues. And then it just kind of exploded. The nutrition part of it, same thing. It trickled. It trickled right behind the training because everyone was saying, "Okay, well, now that I have the training down, how should I be eating?" I said, "Okay, it's time for me to go back and get and get certified in nutrition." Wow. It's, you know, it's grown from there and it's evolved and, and it really evolves every year. I've been doing this for probably twelve years now, and every year the science evolves and the type of client that I have evolves. Um, so yeah, it's been really interesting, completely unexpected. And do you find that the, the personal training is as individual as the nutrition or are there things that are pretty basic? hundred percent. Nope. I, I mean, I will do like Zoom group groups um, training, but it's usually with people in the group that I already know where they are. It has to be individual. People have injuries. People have um, restrictions from their doctor. People have other medical issues that prevent them from doing, you know, heavy cardio or heavy lifting. Um, and they also have different goals. Some people want to lean out. Some people want to build muscle. Some people want better endurance or better performance. So it really has to be, and all of those people need to be trained in a completely different way. So you wouldn't train a power lifter, you know, and, you know, a, a long distance runner the same they're completely different so yeah no in the individual part is really across the board with, with, with everything that I do and you feel comfortable with everyone's needs you oh feel- completely yep I, I haven't I've yet to meet somebody that I'm not comfortable with if I ever come across something that I don't feel comfortable with I have no problem saying this you know this might be outside of my <laughs> out of my range but it hasn't happened yet 
you mentioned Zoom, and that isn't just because of the pandemic. You do no. site. You've been doing this regularly anyway. So could you talk about that? Yeah, I've had clients all over the country for the last year. I really about a year ago I started doing this via Zoom. Um, not not actually not Zoom. It was like via uh, FaceTime and, and phone. I have this is I just learned the Zoom from the pandemic. But but mm-hmm. remotely I've been doing it for a while because people just don't have time, and a lot of these people don't have gym memberships because they don't have time. I totally get it, and I actually appreciate it, and I find it easier for everybody because you can really do the exact same thing as as we can do in person. Minus the time it takes you to drive to me and get dressed and have to put all that effort in and arrange for the kids. And we can just do it like this, um, you know, remotely. And it, and it works just as easily. But I've done this for over a year. They must it's, love that. They do. They do. You know, most people will like to get up early before work. But I have clients trickle throughout the day. Like right now, because of the pandemic and there's remote learning, um, a lot of parents are like, okay. My kid's Zoom ends at 11. Can we do it then? My kid's Zoom ends at 3. Can I do it then? And I find it's just so helpful because they can do it before they make dinner. Or they can do it like right before they have lunch or, or they have to take the kids out for something. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been it's, for the last year, it's been a great thing. Is it hard? Because I know that um, form is really important. Say if they're doing weight, yeah. well, they're doing exercises. Form is important. That isn't difficult for you working remotely? Oh no, my God, my clients would tell you, no, no, like this morning I had three clients back to back and I'm watching you just like we are in Zoom right now and I'm watching everything that they're doing and I'm like, nope, chest up, back straight, keep your knees back and I'm, I'm adjusting them just as I would as, as if I was in the room. I can see everything that they're doing. My yes. other question, what if your clients don't have a gym, they don't have a lot of weights, that sort of thing, can you still help? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of my clients don't have anything. Um, in that case, you know, we use, we use, we'll always start with body weight if you don't have anything. And then, you know, as people get stronger, I'll say, you know what, why don't you order like some three or five pound weights or eight pound weights or 10 pound weights from Amazon that will be delivered or, or let's just order some bands, something really easy. Or, you know, go to Marshall's and pick up a set of bands for $5 and let's start using those. And we start adding resistance. But even before that, without any of that stuff, you can certainly work the body with body weight and so many, you can do a car, you know, in a cardiopulmonary um, type of exercise. You can do strength training. You can do everything with nothing. And I believe that sincerely, but it is one of those things that I know people who will use that as a reason. I hate to say as an excuse because I don't think they're trying to make an excuse, but ultimately it is, <laughs> you know, they, they, there's a reason they're not doing it and they don't want to say, I don't want to do it. They'll say, well, I don't have, I don't have. Yeah. It's always in the perfect world, but you know what? That's not possible all the time. So you kind of just have to make the best with what you have. And it's absolutely doable. And are you looking to expand your client base now? Because it sounds like you're pretty busy. Are you in a position where you can take on more clients? Yep, I I absolutely am. You know, right now it's an interesting time because the kids are remote learning. So my kids are here with me. My dogs are here with me. And and they they do require a little bit of intervention. Um, They're 13 and 14 now. So it's been a little bit crazy. But, you know, as far as client base goes, yep, I'm definitely open to to more clients for now. Okay. And when you and I met originally on Zoom, uh, we talked about a project that I am super excited about, 40 over 40. And that is where I will be working with 40, to start with, probably women who have either made some really significant change in their life after 40 or are just doing something that might be considered out of the box. Like what you have done, it's a total shift from where you were. And now you have this self-sustaining business 
from being a nurse and I see. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty exciting. And so I will just say the reason I wanted to work with you is because I love the idea of transforming and I love the idea of feeling as beautiful as you look. So when people think about having the portraits done, they so often think of, well, you know, my butt's too big or all this stuff. And it's not about the way they look. They look better when they feel better. So right. that's what I wanted to do. So for the clients who are going to be part of this project, this 40 over 40, I want to offer them an additional package, including right. what you have to offer. So what right. would you say to somebody who maybe has already made some big transformations in their life? Maybe they do have a different career um, or a, a project, a hobby that they never expected to do before. But now they have the opportunity to work for you. Why take on one more thing? I think I think in the interest. So you know, it's, it's like a it's, it's an evolution. So you know, you're starting a new phase of your life, um, and you know, with that comes age, um, and with that comes your prime. You know, as we get older on in life, and we are more aware of who we are and what we like to do. I, I think that that's the perfect time to make yourself feel better than you've ever felt, to give yourself more energy than you've ever had, to really stabilize those hormones and in, in, in the blood sugars and make yourself more alert and more aware. And, you know, and, and the beautiful side effect is that is that you end up looking great. You look as great as you feel. I think that is the absolute perfect time to improve upon their, their health and their well-being. And the truth is, is that it really isn't, isn't that much work. And where I come in is I take away all that work. You're not counting calories. You're not counting anything. You're not journaling food. You don't have to do any of that stuff. I provide, we have a conversation. Um, I figure out what is best for you and under the umbrella of what you already like. Um, and then I make it easier for you. So all you need to do is cook the food and eat it in the way that I give it to you. And then as far as exercise goes, I tell you what to do. So you don't have to guess. It takes you less than 30 minutes um, and you're on your way. So it's really not much effort uh, for a ton of gain. See, everything you said, I think, hits all of the sore spots for people. Particularly yeah. if they genuinely do want to do better for themselves. And they just feel like, I, I don't have the time. I don't have, I have to take care of my family or I have this new business. And the fact that you make it doable and true, it's going to be work, but work is good. We're not afraid of work and do the work. And yeah. be better about it. To make it, I always tell my clients to make any type of a lifestyle change is difficult. I'm not going to, I'm not going to candy coat it. It is difficult, but if your health is worth it to you, if you're, if you're, cognition is, is worth it to you. If you being around for your family, because in truth, if you look at people in their seventies who have actually taken care of themselves to beginning in their thirties and forties, they're incredible. They look like they could be young fifties. There's no reason that we need to have that old fashioned, you know, that old fashioned picture of the 70, 80 year old woman who's like hunched over and all gray and, you know, probably 80 pounds overweight and not mobile. That, that is, does not have to happen. That those you know, sometimes it's from choices, not choices, but sometimes it's from issues that we can't control. But most of the time it is, it is absolutely controllable and fixable and reversible, which is, which is the beauty. And another reason that it was so important to me that my clients at least have the option to work with someone like you is because of the example that they set. So I will work with mothers, for instance, who are one mothers and daughters and it's beautiful and the mothers say everything right to their daughters but then the daughters will see them 
see a reflection of themselves. And then it's, I hate this about me and this about me and this about me. Oh, yes. So the daughter, what is she going to put more weight? The thing that her mom says to her or the example that her mom sets. So, and that isn't to guilt moms. They're they're doing the best that they can with the knowledge they have. So to have somebody on their side, more than just a cheerleader, somebody who's actually saying, I understand where you want to go. I'm going to help you get there. The exam. Not only that, let's look at, let's look at food in a different way. Let's not look at it. Let's not look at food in the sense of uh, if I eat this, I'm going to look like this. Let's look at it in, in the sense of what does your body need for fuel? What does your body need to function? What is it that you need to feel better? And once we get those vitamins and those minerals and the protein and whatever it is that you need into your body, your body will handle the rest. It'll, it'll, it'll drop whatever it needs to drop and it'll build whatever it needs to build as long as you give it what it needs. It's finding out what it needs is, is, is the tricky part, but that's where I come in. And again, I can't say enough. I'm so excited to have you on my team for, for the clients who want that. So just a really brief overview of what we're going to be offering. The 40 over 40 project is going to be highlighting and showing off people that I have, I, I think should be shown off and can be a great example to others. And I want to be able to offer them the option to work with you for six weeks, whatever it is that you we establish in advance, but probably about six weeks. Yep. It will include a probably a self-taken before picture because, and I'll show everybody how to do it. I'm not trying to make you look worse than you are. It's not like that. But then after the six weeks, a celebration of the work you've done will include a portrait session with me and just this experience of celebrating the work and the the determination, all of it, just celebrating the whole thing. And I think it is just going to be such a great experience. And I'm so amazing. I'm really excited that you're going most to- women don't get that most women don't get that celebration that they they've they accomplished so many things and especially you know midlife or working towards midlife and you're going to go accomplish something that you know you didn't dream before and you deserve they deserve to be to be recognized and, and to be made you know special for the day and i think that, that this idea that you have is incredible and i'm really really proud to be a part of it i can't even tell you how happy i am that sharon recommended getting in touch with you. I think this is going to be good. And once this kicks off, we look forward. I hope that every 40, all 40 people will work with you because I really think it's such an important goal to be wellness oriented. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I hope they do too. <laughs> well, thanks for taking your time today. I know you have young ones. I know your life is super busy. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate this so much. Oh, thank you so much. can choose to go back toward safety or forward toward growth. Growth must be chosen again and again. Fear must be overcome again and again. Anyone who has decided to transform themselves will relate to this. We must decide to continue. We must resist the inclination to go back to what we know. Sometimes we say it's comfortable. I challenge that though. I go back to the quote of Mr. Maslow where he says, fear must be overcome again and again.
I'm not sure that going back, relying on what we know is necessarily comfortable so much as we know it. It's familiar. There is a successful photographer, businesswoman I follow. Her name is Sue Bryce. She addresses this idea of fear in a way I had not thought of before. In reality, fear is what? It's a feeling that tells us we may be in danger. We need to protect ourselves. And I'm not splitting hairs here when Mr. Maslow says fear must be overcome again and again. But could it be? Could it be that what we call fear is really anxiety over uncertainty? Anxiety of knowing that there may be pain involved in this growth. We even say that, don't we? We attribute pain to be part of growth. We see little ones as they grow. We say, oh, they're going through growing pains. And even in nature, if you've ever seen a butterfly, there's work. There's effort. Maybe even discomfort. But without the work, the butterfly will not survive. So the work must be done. And it is the same with us. Once or if we decide that we want change, it then becomes necessary for us to accept that that decision to change will be daily and perhaps more frequently a decision. And with it may come anxiety and pain. I'm grateful to Melissa for sharing her time with us. I wanted not only to share her story for its own sake, but because of the project I have mentioned a number of times on this podcast, the 40 Over 40 Project. It is designed around the idea that I've seen a number of times in business journals, celebrating the top 30 under 30 entrepreneurs who have successfully made something of their life according to themselves and perhaps community. And that's great. In my experience, though, I have also seen people over 40, over 50, over 60, older, (laughs) making similar strides, but without the expected support of family, community, and friends. For them, often the challenges are the voices in their own head saying, you should have this together by now. Do what's familiar. Avoid the pain. And yet they do it. They've decided they want change or their life has presented the need for change. Maybe their family has grown and they've spent their entire adult life taking care of their children. And now they realize, I have something to offer. But with that excitement, so often comes that that feeling that we think is fear the uncertainty, the anxiety, how will people view me? What will they say about me? Is it even possible? Who do I think I am? But they push through that and they have made changes. Some of them have started businesses. Others are artists. Others have just chosen to see the world differently and their place in it. As they are making this transformation and as I have been recording their stories, I realized that one huge transformation that we so often neglect is the need to stay or be healthy. And that is why I wanted Melissa to be a part of it. We are getting together with a makeup artist so that we can offer 
an additional transformation on top of the one that they're already doing. And you might think, if I am going through these changes, I don't really want to take on anything else. But I would say, why not? Why not do it side by side? Do the work. So Melissa will be offering remote personal fitness training as well as nutritional counsel. It will be for a six-week period. Not only will you be working with Melissa directly, we will be providing access to each other as a community. At the end of the six weeks, the makeup artist will hold remote classes, helping you to apply the beautiful, healthy cosmetics that she offers so that when you come to me for your portrait sitting, you will look and feel beautiful, a celebration of the work you've done. As I'm recording this, it is June 11th. It seems impossible that not very long ago we thought that a global pandemic was the biggest problem anyone could think of. And now there is pain and unrest. I just want to say, please, please continue to be safe, be kind, and always thank you for listening. <laughs>